Hello, everyone. This is Patriot. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just wanted to remind everybody how important it is that everybody out there who's a Patriot takes a moment to think about reallocating their financial resources to align with their political and their spiritual values. This is very, very important, folks. You've heard me talk about this many, many times, and I have a perfect solution for everybody out there to stop funding the big box conglomerates by going and doing your shopping at places like Walmart and Target for your personal and your household products. The company that I'm working with, switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground, gives you an opportunity to do all of your shopping with the good guys. They have the best products out there, folks, non-toxic, absolutely incredible, manufactured in the United States. They compete directly with the cabal corporations. They have a 90 plus percent customer retention rate. What does that tell you? They have great prices. They have great customer service. And most of all, they have great products that are going to absolutely blow you away. Now, I'm telling you, folks, this is really important. It's incumbent upon us as patriots to do our part in defunding the cabal and taking away their ability to continue to funnel money into causes that are really designed to kill us. It is our responsibility. So click that link in the description of the video, switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground. You'll be glad you did. I promise you, folks. Now enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is December 5th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today, it is my pleasure, as you folks can see, to welcome my friend Kerry Cassidy back to the show. And we always have really good conversations. I know Kerry is no stranger to this audience or to the truth community. But for those people out there who might be new, she is an author, a researcher, a truther. She has been at the helm of Project Camelot Portal.com. That's her website for over 18 years now. She's an absolute legend in the truth movement. It really blows me away that I get to have conversations with Carrie Cassidy and, and share them with everybody out there. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, Carrie and I have been exchanging texts behind the scenes talking about Various different things. I mean, we always share information, but certainly the latest uh, Juan interview with Nino, which was now a couple of weeks ago, uh, was quite a topic of conversation. So I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit tonight. We're just going to cover the landscape as we typically do. So, Carrie, welcome back. It's great to see you. And I love the background. Thank you. These are my new banner type things. So it's only taken me 10 years to do it. But <laughs> an artist friend of mine uh, is responsible and he did a great job. Um, actually, he he's a designer who works with us from time to time. Neil Anthony Sanford. So it looks amazing. It really does. Uh, yeah, very difficult. Um, and and I'm just positioning it so it's still a little bit distorted in the back. Got your there. book there in the back, Rebel Gene. That's awesome. Yeah. That your logo looks really great. It actually <laughs> makes me really embarrassed about my my background, <laughs> no, no. just my basement. But like I said to Carrie, I just turned the camera on recently, so give me a little time and I'll I'll get there. I promise. But uh, it's great to see you again. Um, so I think maybe tonight we could sort of begin on the topic of that interview, because I know a lot of people out there uh, found it uh, disturbing, uh, I think is probably a fair way to say it, because and, and by the way, I think I have to let everybody know right up front that in no way, shape or form is this about me trying to bash Juan or trying to, you know, uh, make anybody look bad or anything along those lines. This is just about asking critical questions, because I think it's really important. And I know that Carrie agrees with me 
more than anybody out there, she is a believer in asking the important critical questions and she doesn't shy away. And both of us highly respect Juan O'Savin. Certainly, uh, there's no secret about that. So I think we need to start there. And I actually was uh, a little bit surprised because Carrie invited me to do a, a roundtable. And I didn't realize that Juan is actually going to be a part of that roundtable along with Nino. So that was some really fascinating information that I just learned. So I'm really happy uh, to hear that. It's going to be great to have that conversation whenever that happens. So why don't we begin there? Because I think, um, like I said, it was a disturbing interview for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people found the uh, information that Juan put out to be at least uh, contradictory, I think is a, is a fair word. Uh, given the fact that we've so many so many of us out there have been led to believe that the military is the only way. And that's you know what Q has told us. And we believe that in the end, the kinetic fighting would be handled primarily by the military. At least that's been my point of view. I'm not speaking for you, of course, but that's always been my point of view is that uh, military assets were in place all around the country. And that when this big event happens, this invasion that's really already happened but when it gets kinetic if they get orders to start attacking and causing mayhem uh one was pretty blunt about saying that americans are going to have to pick up arms and uh, it was uh really kind of shocking to hear that i think because that's different at least in my point of view than the things that he said in the past so i could go on but i figure i'll turn it over to you and just give us your initial assessment tell us uh, what you took away from that interview i mean i took about four or five pages of notes on the things that Juan said. So, I mean, I have plenty of information, but I want to hear your initial take. Okay. So um, thank you. And it, um, it's great to be here and, and fun as always to talk to you. So uh, I have a list of the people that are going to be in the round table. So I thought I'd just run off uh, some of the names of people that have accepted my invitation. And we're planning to do this possibly this coming Saturday if we can get all our logistics uh, working. And I just want to say that uh, one, we're going to try to work with Juan's schedule. Uh, so just be aware of that. But tentatively, we've got a whole amazing group, really. Uh, so we, I'm going to host it. And so with Nino, so the Nino and I are going to host it. Uh, James Grundvig, Josh Reed, Patriot Street Fighter, um, <laughs> Patriot Underground as our current uh, associate here and Ron Partain and Jayco and Tracy and Alpha and 107. So um, I might have forgotten somebody. I think there I might there's somebody named Dr. Somebody Z or something like that, which I, I actually sorry, but I don't actually know him. I uh, just got um, introduced to him recently. So um happy to have him on board. And there may be some others coming on as well. I, I hope the video is going to hang in there and, you know, all that. So, you know, no promises on the technology, but should be all right. And uh, so that we, okay, so this topic of of America taking up arms uh, is a very sensitive topic. And I do want to say that, to clarify, that Juan O'Savin had a discussion with Nino. I've pasted all of this on my Telegram. So if you haven't seen it, go to it. I've also written an article on my website uh, where I'm discussing the, the ins and outs of this uh, very briefly, but I touch on most of the things of concern and I sent that over to Juan as well. I sent it over to the group 
Um, I think I sent it to most of those people as well so that people can be more or less on the same page, at least when we start. Um, now, I, I do want to highlight a couple things here, which is that one, um, the way the discussion went with Nino, and, and it's very striking. If you haven't listened to it, it's about halfway through the interview he did with Juan. It says how Trump returns, I think, is the title of the interview. Again, he didn't release it for like a good week and a half, I will say. Um, not sure if that was intentional. He says he was busy. I think it was so important. And I had asked him, I say, you know, Americans need to know this because Juan O'Savin has been um, kind of the focal point of the White Hats, if you will. The only, I think, um, super legitimate uh, speaker out there for the White Hats, in my opinion, aside from Trump. <laughs> And so um, I, I think that it's very important if he says something like this, we need to talk about it. We need to understand where where this is at. And uh, I want to say that he said it as what would maybe be termed a prediction, not a recommendation necessarily and not a call to arms per se. But it is all about the uh, who the number of people military age that are being led in our border predominantly uh, from China, but also several other countries. And these are military men. The question is uh, what are the intentions and if they are, are have nefarious attentions um, intentions, then we Americans could be vulnerable. And there have been a lot of predictions out there. A lot of people talking about this, especially paper, patriots um and they just left i think it was yesterday or the day before it's getting to be a mirage every day um but something like ten thousand more people came in yesterday something crazy like that so um this is biden's uh choice uh, it's a new world order biden the, i call it the biden show it's not biden has passed on uh several years ago actually around the time when he was inaugurated uh, and this is an actor. So I'm sure the actor doesn't know um, <laughs> head from tails. Uh, he's basically under orders and it's new world order orders. Um, now I do say, um, and I hope you don't mind me going on here because you can interrupt if you have something, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm just going to lay it out the way I, I at least see it. And, and what I said in my article so that people can, you know, go to my article and see what I've laid out there. But the bottom line is this. I've been following Juan really like white on rice, pretty close. Uh, although lately I'm not listening as much. Uh, I'm going to be honest about that. Um, I just got so fed up with the religious rhetoric. I couldn't handle it anymore. It's just too repetitive. But he he you know he's a very intelligent guy he's saying a lot of intelligent things he drops great clues along the way now okay well i have to bring up the jfk you know john f kennedy junior thing because as far as i'm concerned i had offline conversations with this person i've also met both wands there's two wands one with blue eyes one with brown and the one with brown is JFK Jr. The one with blue is this Wayne Willett character. I've met both of them. I've talked to both of them. I wonder which round. one's going to show up to the round table. Oh, yeah. Well, it'll be no. Most of the time, 
if not all the time, not not maybe all the time, but most of the time, in my opinion, it is John F. Kennedy who is talking as one. And the reason for that is think about this. Okay. First of all, this is what I understand. Okay. And you can disagree if you like, whatever you want. I have been told by a, a very high level source, uh, close to the situation as I am actually, but um, who verified uh, that one is who I say he is. I've also gotten a verification from the White Hat camp. I'm not going to tell you that was kind of relatively recent. I never spoke about it, but I'll say really? now. Yeah. And um, just saying that. So it's it's very important to understand that who if you were with the White Hats, think about this. And he was recruited as a young child. Really, he was watched over like a hawk. You know, they were watching him like a hawk because, of course, his father was assassinated. So they even knew the assassin that there was an assassination attempt coming that Hillary, you know, was going to try to assassinate him. Um, and her New World Order cohorts. Uh, he was rescued. It, you know how that happened. I don't know all of the details. I might know some of them. I've also interviewed a very excellent author who basically was, they tried to kill him while he was writing his book because he was interviewing people on Martha's Vineyard and blah, blah, blah. I have that all on my website if you're interested. Yeah, Justin so White have- did some really good videos on that topic as well. Okay. Um, And I have done a great deal of research on this subject. Okay. So putting this in perspective and in context, because context is everything. So who would you have, but the, uh, you know, the editor of George magazine as the person who you would have run your media outreach for the white hats, duh, John F. Kennedy Jr. But on top of that, he is at least a general or above in terms of his military rank. And he and that actually, I have a lot of links for all of this information on my website, I actually reposted those those links and so on. And yes, I know he says he's not. I, I The first time I think he ever openly de- denied it was um, with Mel Carmine. I think it was Mel Carmine. No, it was this other guy. It was this other techie kind of guy just a few days, you know, a week or two ago. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know that person's name. Yes, I know. But you got to keep in mind, the White Hats have to uh, obfuscate in order to stay alive. And one of the things that one has every right to do is hide his identity. Okay, understanding that he's trying to protect his family, other loved ones and so on and so forth, as well as himself. So that's important. Now, he so we're now we're focused on his conversation recently with Nino, where he halfway through the interview, he basically said that Americans are going to be under attack from these military aged people coming in through the border. OK, and I had as it happens, I'm a precog. I had had a dream about this. OK, many years ago, I saw the Chinese coming across our border and. I, uh, two or three years ago, when I met Juan in person, I told him about my dream and he said, oh no, that's another timeline. However, it wasn't another timeline. He was either one lying to me and knew, or two, he actually wasn't up to, up to par in terms of what was going to happen in the future at that time I talked to him. So take your pick on the answer there. Um, and I've asked him for an apology 
several times, actually, but I did it again the other day, you know, because I was right, you know, so hello, you know, whatever. So moving along. So what we have is this is what Juan talked about actually a few years ago, which is when Biden was sworn in. The the Department of Defense Law of War manual clearly states that, and this is supposed to be along the lines of the Geneva Convention, that when you're invaded by another country, your military should, I guess should, or some some kind of language, uh, stand by for a year and allow yourself to be occupied. Now, I got into a big to-do about this, and I've had several interviews about it, explaining that as far as I'm concerned, this new version of the Department of Defense Law of War manual that came out a couple of years ago when Trump first, I think it was during Trump's regime, uh, I believe was infiltrated by the New World Order because you would no way in hell's name would you have your country invaded and then have your military stand down for a year. That's insane. Okay, why that piece of advice is on there, supposedly coming from the Geneva Convention, which is totally a New World Order organization. I don't know, but that's be that as it may. So the bottom line is that now years have gone by. This was in 2021. Biden was sworn in. At that point, our military had a choice. They could have thrown him out of office. It actually says after the year you can shoot the invaders on site. I'm just quoting. I'm not advocating violence here. I am simply telling you what the Department of Defense Law of War Manual says. So, but our military has theoretically stood down now for at least, I think it's three years since 2021, uh, January, Mm -hmm. if you give Mm -hmm. or take. Mm -hmm. So, so that's where we are now. Now, suddenly in this and then then what Juan has said over and over and again, he wants civil war. They wanted to avoid the civil war that Trump didn't sign the Insurrection Act when the, you know, Sidney Powell and, and a group of them had suggested he do um, so that then he they stood down. OK, mm-hmm. now what they're standing down was really about and how much standing down they really have done is a whole discussion in itself. And we could talk about that. Okay. Because we know they've gone into underground bases. They've been rescuing children. They've been arresting people behind the scenes. There may have been tribunals, according to my recent interview, if you haven't seen it with chief, the former chief of police. I think he was a chief of police in Colorado many years ago, but he's now come forward as a whistleblower called chief or the chief, whatever. I just interviewed him at length. I asked him almost every question under the sun, and he revealed quite a bit in that interview. I don't agree with everything he's been told. He's been told sources. He has sources, and they've given him information, but a great deal of it is quite accurate. Now, um, so I think I've laid that out pretty succinctly. Can I jump in for a moment? Yeah. Okay, so here's my question, right? And then there's a lot of questions, and certainly we're going to have hopefully the opportunity to ask one. And I hope this is going to be on Saturday evening because I'm busy during the day, so I'm praying that I'm going to be able to to, to be a part of this because this sounds like one okay, episode. Okay, yeah. Speaking, but either way, in any event, we're going to have the opportunity to ask him these questions. But I think the real central uh, point of confusion for a lot of people is he. Guy, we talked no. about. <laughs> How do you dog acting up over there? 
Uh, he talked about January 6th in that interview. And he talked about the aftermath. He talked about, as you mentioned, Sidney Powell and General Flynn came in and they briefed the president and they said, look, this is why you have to do you have to sign the Insurrection Act. And Sidney Powell drew it up and Trump acted almost as if he was going to sign or at least he was leaning in that direction. And then his generals came in and they said, no, sir, we've we've wargamed this. And he talked about AI. The, the, the computers have wargamed all these different scenarios. He went into some detail there. And by degrees, it leads us into civil war. And that ultimately it's going to lead to you know bloodshed in the streets, right? And so that is really the premise of what all of us had to sort of accept in the aftermath of the election being stolen. That it that as you said, the white hats stood down, but ultimately my understanding was that they stood down primarily because even though it's never that simple where there's just one reason, the primary reason was that they wanted to avoid ordinary people having to pick up arms to avoid a civil war. And I understand that there is a difference between revolutionary war and civil war, but either one involves potentially millions of people in the streets getting killed. The exact same sort of scenario. And as you pointed out that, uh, you know, when we were, I, I think it might have been in your article as well, that this very likely would draw in the leftists, the people who are still brainwashed would get involved in this fighting. And I think that most people out there are in agreement that at this point in time, with all of the fog of war, if it came down to that type of a situation where because our military was being shipped overseas everywhere but the border and there was this mass attack of two to three million illegals, those are the numbers that he said, and then you've got millions of armed patriots out in the streets, that looks a lot to me like civil war. It sounds a lot to me like the same kind of a scenario, especially if you get other Americans involved on the other side because they, they, they're they still brainwashed. And from the Patriot perspective, if we had to pick up weapons, how do we even really know who the enemy is at this point? And so it would just it seems to me like it would turn into a, a total uh, nightmare. And even, you know, to use Juan's own words, he said, you know, we're going to have to engage these people. We're going to have to go into battle with these people on our own soil. I mean, Nino straight out asked him and he said, are you telling me that we're going to have to pick up arms and go to war with these fuckers? And Juan said he paused and then he said, absolutely. And yes. Nino was like, holy crap, you know, my audience is going to freak out about this. But I mean, really, it seems to me like it's the same sort of scenario that he's describing is exactly what they were trying to avoid by having Trump not sign the Insurrection Act. What's your take on that? OK, so let me clarify a couple things that I thought about. One is that uh, the bottom line is that war or or some kind of battles that and again Juan actually said there would be pockets and you know we're a big country no doubt and so that it may be certain pockets especially in cities he seemed to say where this type of thing would go on now he he did preface it he actually said it's not like you're going to go out and hunt these people down no they're going to come to you they're going to invade your homes this is what he said he actually graphically said, you know, warned about, you know, women being raped and and people, you know, breaking into your houses and so on and so forth. Now, I look, we don't know. I think to some degree this is um, him. I didn't hear that part. He said people breaking into your houses and women getting raped. 
Yeah, he had a maybe it was a different interview, wow. but he went into uh, some discussion about that. God forbid. As far as I remember. Okay. okay. Sorry. That's go ahead. Memory. Anyway, but it doesn't matter. He definitely said to Nino that they were going to break into our houses. Okay. You, whatever follows from that, you can guess. The thing is that these are military men. They may have uh, an agenda. They may, if they're coming from China, that's part of an overall takedown. China, you know, invading our country. Now, let's set the scene a little further and say that when Biden was sworn in and the election was stolen, and again, I, I actually talked about this at length earlier in an interview today, but the the White Hats, even Jan Halper Hayes, had talked about the White Hats have blockchain evidence of every vote during the, the 2020 election, and they know for a fact that Trump won. He won unequivocally, and I think by around 80%. And this is evidence they have. Now, they've never brought it forward. Number one, they were shut out of the courts on what was called standing, which is a, a bunch of bull. And I can't believe that law ever went through because basically it tells Americans that they have no standing in their own country during their own election. Yeah, that's I basically mean, their viewpoint. How you can we say that and why no one questions that, I think people are so programmed. Not even Juan questions that, okay? He never says, like, who the hell would ever give, you know, take away standing from an American who voted in an election? That gives you standing as far as I'm concerned. And I could argue that in court and I would be a lawyer doing that, okay? So I, I'm sorry to get so adamant, but that's really aggravating to me. But that has stood now for several years. They threw all those cases out. But that doesn't change the fact that the White Hats have actual blockchain evidence of Trump winning. So with that in mind, what happened after Biden was sworn in is Trump was re-sworn in through a ceremony. I think it was March 11th. I might have the date wrong. Yep. Recently, I heard Juan say a different date. I thought it was March 11th. As commander in chief, he has the codes. I've heard Trump say that at uh, in Minden. I went to hear him speak. He said that to the audience. He explained it in length, actually. He said Clinton lost the codes. He said Obama lost the codes. He said, I don't know what he means by lost, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, they supposedly had him and lost him. Uh, and that Biden never had him and never will. And that he had him. He said that unequivocally on stage before thousands of people. Yeah, you memorize them. Exactly. And anyway. that's part of the reason they invaded Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Right. Now, the thing, okay, so look at this scenario that we're in. So not only are we ha now having invaders coming in through the border in the thousands, arguably maybe even millions, but definitely thousands. And this has been going on now for a good three years at least. And this is documented. All right. And that some of them have been documented as military special forces, even Chinese and possibly other countries, as well as what do they call that? Um, number 13, whatever, whatever that MS-13. Yeah, MS-13, possibly. So we're looking at a war setting that the, the in other words, yes, these are invaders, but we're already invaded and the evidence points to, and this is where Juan has laid this out very clearly, 
that what went on with Congress when they refused to review the the election and where where um, the I, I defense it's not that uh, that DNI I guess it is whoever's the head Director of, of national intelligence of all, of all the intelligence agencies. He actually, um, John Rogers, I think it is. I have that right. Radcliffe or Radcliffe. Yeah, Radcliffe. So basically, he actually said. Likelihood is it's the CCP. Wrap your mind around that. That means we have been invaded by the CCP already when Biden was sworn into office as the CCP's choice to run our country. That's invasion. Okay. Now, again, our White Hats, our military space force stood down. Supposedly they didn't want insurrection. They didn't want their insurrection act. But what do we have now? We have now we have troops coming in the border. You have to be deaf, dumb and blind to sit there and allow all this to happen and to just say, "Hmm, we're just going to let this go on. I mean, it there is an agenda here. Okay, so the agenda of the White Hats appears to have been to want to let this sort of evil proliferate until such time as they don't and they step forward and they fight the good fight. So this is where we are now. All right. Wait any longer. We no longer have a country. Okay. Bottom line. So this is where, where things are at. And so when you put that in context, okay. And you add these, in other words, connecting these dots, understanding the context of where we're at, then you understand that this threat is unequivocal and that one may actually be right. They may plan to fight Americans on their own soil. They may have a plan as to when they want to attack, you know, how they want to attack, all that kind of thing. Um, we don't know what those plans are, but this is what Juan is, is, is predicting. And okay, well, he, let me said, ask you he predicted very clearly, Americans are have, going to have to pick up arms. Now, when let, let me just finish this one little thing. When we pick up arms, even though they're invading our homes and we're fighting back and defending ourselves on sacred ground, our soil, then what is it going to look like to the people that follow Biden? OK, they're going to side with the invaders. This is how this is. They have been doing it all along. They all these Americans who don't really realize what they're doing, who side against Trump, which Trump is the head of the White Hats, in case you don't know, again, and and with Biden, if they side for Biden, they are siding with the CCP and the invaders, okay? They are, what does that do? That makes them part of the invasion force. You understand that? So they are the enemy, whether we have acknowledged it up to this point or not. So we're living side by side with the invaders, with the enemy. And Juan knows that. I know that. You probably know that. So when you if you put his comments now in 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 sort of perspective, then you can see where he's coming from. And it's not such a such a surprise. However, how does it look from their point of view? It's going to look I don't care how you slice it, dice it. It's going to look like a civil war. It's going to look like an insurrection. It's going to look like a revolution. Call it what you will it's going to look the same. All right. And it's, you are going to have Americans who are loyal to Biden and the UN troops that want to invade our soil as well. 
you're going to, if you're fighting them, you're fighting invaders. Okay. That's, that's a bottom line, but you're also fighting Americans. Okay. Well, so, okay. So there's a lot of things that <clears throat> we could talk about here, but the question that I, the first question I wanted to ask you is having laid all that out and knowing now what we're facing, who knows when, I mean, it could it be tomorrow because sometime in 2024, but <clears throat> presumably in the near future, there's going to be this massive attack that they're going to go to war with us on our own soil. Did the White Hats not know that that was ultimately their plan? And if they did, see, here's the key question for me. Why, when Trump was still actually sitting in the Oval Office and he had the opportunity and there would, would have been no question about allegiance within the military, because, I mean, that's the other thing Juan talked about, is that only a small portion, in his own words, of the military don't recognize Biden as commander in chief. He said that most of the right. generals, most of the Pentagon, he was very clear. He said yes, all of those operations, right. except for what happens with you know nuclear and beyond, are all under Biden's control. So why on earth, when Trump wasn't was still sitting in the Oval Office and he still had the he had the opportunity, he had all the armed forces. There would have been no confusion about who was giving the orders. Why did he not act then if it was going to come down to a physical fight on our soil? And why let three years go by? And as you said, let this evil proliferate for another, you know, to the tune of 10 million more illegals that we have to deal with. If it was going to come right. down to a physical fight, then why do we have to wait this long for it? And how is this any better? Is my question. I, I agree. I agree 100 percent. But this is I mean, this I'm going to now speak on behalf of, of Juan, what he said over and over again, which is they wanted to show people, not tell them. So their whole deal and this is how they came up with their plan is, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of the plan. OK, certain aspects of it. I really disagree with. OK, on moral grounds. Uh, but I understand that I can take high moral ground because I'm a civilian, whereas they're military and military thinking. Uh, you can ask <laughs> Derek Johnson. Uh, it, it actually takes precedence over civilian thinking when it comes to war and things of that nature. So the bottom line is the way they looked at it was they will let the evil get in the face of the Americans who didn't vote for Trump and who are against Trump to show them what they are inviting into their lives and make them live with it. OK, and that's what they have done now. I think they think they've recruited a lot of people from the normie side, let's say, and from the blind side, the side that has is completely unawake and believes in the new world order and totalitarianism and Nazi, you know, concentration camps and the whole nine yards, because that's what they're inviting. OK, that's what they are voting for when they vote for Biden. But they don't know that. No one's told them that, they, you know, Biden is is cloaked as all new world order um, lackeys, in essence, are that run many countries. It's been going on. This has been going on for centuries. So you have an enemy that's so entrenched for so many centuries. Right. So how do you fight them and how do you stay alive in the process? Because that's that was the white hat dilemma. You can imagine. When Kennedy was assassination, they knew from that point on it was war. It was go time. OK, they had to basically become like a secret intelligence agency themselves. They had to become like 
the secret cabal, you know, Illuminati type secret societies. So they have developed themselves that way. And I don't always agree with that approach. Okay. But in order to stay alive and to fight the good fight and to live again, to live, you know, to fight another day as, um, uh, as, um, not Jimmy Cliff, but, um, Bob Marley would say. So what we're talking about is a decision that had to be made at the same time, ask yourself this, why, if our military is clearly going into underground bases, rescuing children, and Trump is flying when he was in office, flying around the world, handing letters to people. And you even have a film of Hillary getting her letter, reading it, making a face that basically is blackmailing them into telling them that if they don't stand down and stop their nonsense with which is a nice word, their child sacrificing, human trafficking, you know, blood drinking, you name it. Right. Mm -hmm. This is what Trump said in those letters. I mean, he basically said, you either go along with me or you're going to be outed. Your your dirty laundry is going to be outed in public. And that would be that was, was going to be the white hat. And now that's where we're coming to. So. Look, I am not that in favor of the way this has been orchestrated, but I can understand the thinking. Understand that you're fighting an enemy that has no proclivity to taking human life, to taking massive amounts of human life. And by the way, when the McAfee stuff came out, that it was supposed to come forward, so many promises, never got it. The bottom line is there was a, you know, there was a takedown of a, of the a building, you know, the, the apartments in, in um, Florida. Oh yeah. Where, right like... near <clears throat> where Ivanka um, Trump was living. Okay. As basically saying, you know, you do that, we'll do this. They have no, pro, no, no qualms, no, you know, nothing, nothing will hold them back. The other thing that uh, I think happened at the exact same time, nobody talks about it, but I think they actually might have kidnapped um, Baron. Okay, this has been in out there floating around, but I think that was true. So, again, I know that there have been and I know this for a fact, there have been multiple attempts on John F. Kennedy Jr.'s life. Okay, so he wears this ridiculous outfit. I'm not a fan of it. I, you know, I wish he would come forward, you know, like yesterday, I have begged him to come forward. I have given him all my, my reasons and so on and so forth. It doesn't matter. He's got his thing. He said he's doing it on his own time. He's basically admitted to my face that he's, you know, uh, more or less uh, to, you know, who he is. I call him John. I, you know, all I can tell you is that it's verified, but you don't have to believe me. You can think I'm crazy. A lot of people like to say I'm crazy. I don't know why, but they like to. I'll leave that uh, to the so, polls. I don't think you're crazy at all. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I've sort of said that the jury is out on it. That was kind of the closest <laughs> I could get to, you know, from where I'm sitting and, you know, the information I get. But if you say that you've got people who have verified that information, I mean, I, I trust, uh, I trust you and your word on unequivocally, that. unequivocally. Okay. But okay. be that as it may, so when we're looking at the playing field and we're looking at a playing field in which we're being invaded since 20, since January 2021, when they put Biden in office, 
even Juan has said, you can remember recent interviews in which he said, okay, I think China's done with um, Biden and he's going to basically be taken out for one reason or another, not necessarily killed, but basically have to step down for health reasons, blah, 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 because they're done with him. He's he's sort of the Biden show has run its course, I guess is how you might say it. So that's that's a puppet of the CCP. Do you understand what I'm saying? Congress are traitors. Do you know how many are traitors? Actually, um, the Brunson case reveals how many of Congress voted against reviewing the election results, even though they were extremely questionable. And again, uh, Radcliffe, as head of all the intelligence agencies, said it looks like we have in- interference from the CCP on the election. Hello, we have traitors in our midst going to work every day as Congress people representing the American people. This was outed. Okay, and Juan has outed all of this stuff. He is, you know, like I say, he is given every reason under the sun, <laughs> except the real thing, uh, where our our military had every excuse, every reason, every substantial proof, but they decided they wanted to show the Americans that wouldn't, you know, so that they didn't hit the streets and go crazy and lose their minds. Now. How how so this has been rolling on for three years, more than three years, I think. Um, and we are now waiting for the next election, basically. And Trump's gone through all these motions when he is already he when he was in office, Jan Halper Hayes, who has arguably has been working with the Department of Defense, okay, as a consultant or whatever her classification is. Um, and basically has said, you know, would verify this. So I'm not crazy. I'm just telling you exactly what is what. The bottom line is that Trump dissolved the U.S. corporation while he was still in office. At the same time, he reinstituted the republic. And Trump is president and has been president of the republic even to today. He is still president of the republic. And the military know that, Okay. And so when you look at this, apparently, yes, there was a split in the military. A good portion of the military followed uh, the Biden show. They're all traitors. I mean, they could all be shot tomorrow. I'm, I'm just telling you. I mean, you know, if you really want to take this stuff literally and say, if you're a traitor to your country, what do you do with you? You know, now I'm not a, big, a person that likes violence and I would probably want to do a different way. But I'm just telling you what the law says. Okay, what you do with a traitor who's proven to be a traitor. Okay, and if you voted for the CCP, you voted for Biden, you are in essence a traitor to our country. This is my logic. Okay, so so they're putting us they're putting us through this hellish scenario. Yes, in 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 Juan's own words. To teach us a lesson, I guess. It, it, it not us, like not that. us, but to teach them a lesson, the ones who voted for Biden. And has it been successful? You might want to look at that. But tens because, of millions of people are going to die if this well, goes we haven't gotten there yet. We, we, we're not there yet. OK, so let's let's just we're actually at the precipice. That's why I want to do this roundtable. 
that includes one. And that's why Americans have to sit up and take notice, you know, before we get invaded, like, okay, I'm going to give you a, just a scenario. Um, let's say that some of those invaders have a leadership already ensconced here in our country, right? And they get orders, a go order. They could, in theory, attack simultaneously every big American city, you know, in certain ways, right? Using munitions of various kinds, so-and-so. What I'm saying is that take a look at Ohio. Take a look at the train derailments. Take a look at those silly balloons, okay, that were surveilling us. Take a look at Take a look at Lahaina, okay? Take a look at what is going on around the globe, but especially here in the United States. They have, I'm sure, a plan. Our side has a plan. Their side has a plan. They're both using AI, okay? They're both using generals. These are U.S. generals, okay? Some of those generals are actually like Miley or Millie, whatever you want to call him, Traders, up and up traders, communicating with China. Even he admitted it. <laughs> it's insane, right? Mm-hmm. A, a U.S. general telling the American people he would consult with China. Um, I think that was under White Hat submission and that they were using him to. No, well, I no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe he is by now. You know, they do their little letter, <laughs> well, you know, campaign. When a person gets found out, okay, so I'll tell you, for example, they made a deal with Kamala Harris. The information I have is that she broke the deal. They rearrested her. They brought her to Guantanamo and she was replaced by a clone. So let's talk about the clones because this is another mitigating factor that humans are not or haven't been ready to accept. Some of us accept the idea of clones. Others think it's so outlandish and it's sci-fi. It's real. I mean, you know, my background is for 20 years, I've been um, interviewing whistleblowers from above top secret, okay, who have worked in, they're from the military, they're from the law enforcement, they're from all different walks of life, a lot of scientists, and they all sign deals secret deals with our secret space program and have been aiding and abetting even the dark side because our secret space program is split. Half of it is run by, as William Tompkins said, half of it is, at least half of it, is run by the reptilians and the other half by Pleiadians in theory. So you definitely have a contest going on there. And by the way, this is also the setting under which the White Hats had to try to take back our country. And the world is next, by the way. So you can kind of begin to understand the, un- the depth and, and, the, and the seriousness of the mm-hmm. undertaking and the fact that they have been res- you know, risking their lives to do what they're doing. So now he's telling the American people and like you can understand where like maybe years ago when he was pontificating on <laughs> um, Nino's show, he didn't want to come right out and say you're going to have to pick up arms. OK, but he is now and with good reason, because the invaders aren't just in Washington, D.C. They're coming in through our borders and they are literally coming here 
military. Well, I think that's what and, a lot of people have an issue with. And this is, you know, because Juan hasn't really talked about this before. He's been saying, enjoy the show. You know, he's got his book with his popcorn. And again, this is not to bash him, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty jarring to go from that to, you know, we got this, it's under control, leading people to believe really that the White Hats, that the military is going to be doing the lion's share of the kinetic fighting. Now, I don't think anybody out there listening is that naive to think that we don't have to be prepared in this scenario and that we don't have to have our weapons. Our, you know, if we're under attack, we're all instinctively going to react to that. But I, I kind of wonder here, is one, and I, I, I kind of... Uh, you know, floated this idea to you through a text message. Is he possibly, and I know he would never tell us this on the roundtable if this is actually what's going on, but I kind of wonder here because I, I, I simply can't believe that, that the White Hats, as you said, they, they've been going into the dumbs, they've been engaging in underground war, they've been doing all of these things. So I can't possibly believe that they don't have safeguards in place that they don't have military assets in place strategically all throughout the country does that mean that they can be everywhere all at once of course not but mm -hmm. i have to believe that those assets are there so i'm wondering is it possible that juan is putting this out there to kind of game the enemy in the sense to to lead them perhaps to believe that it's just going to be open season on american uh, american citizens and that the military is going to be overseas and there's nobody here to defend us and you know, in essence, to kind of give them a false sense of confidence. I, I wonder about that because we know, I think both of us have agreed that, you know, Juan being who he is in the position that he is engages in disinformation. It doesn't mean that he has bad intentions, but he certainly puts out, I, I mean, at least in my view, and I think you would probably agree with me, information that is intended specifically to game the enemy. So I kind of wonder, is this an example of that? I mean, certainly we know that they can't. I mean, I, I get that we can't expect the military to be everywhere all at once and just swoop them all up. I mean, if, if we're under attack by potentially millions of sleepers Clearly, we're going to have to play a role, and I understand that. But there's a in my mind, there's a big difference between us playing a role in small little pockets and, and, and in his words, going into battle with these people on our own soil. That to me sounds like a you know just an all-out bloodbath. So, do you think it's possible he could be uh, engaging in some disinformation here? Well, I like that idea, you know, in the sense that. Okay, maybe, you know, because there's always this thing that scares the shit out of um, invaders as well as potential, you know, invaders, if you will. That is, if you let Americans, if they get mad and they pick up their their guns, of which, you know, there's some astronomical number of gun guns in the hands of Americans, thank God, um, they will defend their ground and they and make no bones about it. So if you rustle up that tiger, then that's going to be a formidable army in and of itself. It's going to be a, a guerrilla war, but it's going to be, you know, a, a fight. Um, and these people will not be fooling around. Uh, so, you know, it's also in our culture, you know, going back to the cowboy westerns to everything under the sun that has substantiated the fact that Americans have this philosophy of defending themselves. Unlike Europeans who have been treated with what's called the velvet glove 
never got to keep their arms, okay, unless they were really smart. And consequently, their government can basically have their way with them without only thing they can do is is demonstrate in this with their bodies in the street but they like can't what's happening in them. ireland right now is a perfect example right so yeah. so what we're looking at is yes i would say that that in a certain sense you could say that's propaganda but it's real as well it's not it's not disinfo it's real it is a real threat to any potential invaders however Americans have also had, you know, a, a pretty good life, not all Americans. And there's a lot of disparate, you know, divisions now as to how, you know, people, how much poverty we have in this country, which is pretty, you know, daunting. But the bottom line is that, you know, we do have arms. If we're attacked, we will defend ourselves. And Juan knows that. So I, I'm not saying no to your idea that he's he's trotting that out as a deterrent of a kind. But it's like too late, you know, because these people have already come across the border with a mission in mind, the ones that have one. OK, so it's not like he's saying that at the beginning of the open border season. He's saying it more at the height of the open border season when it's too late the die is cast and those people are coming in they are here okay arguably and they are here they have actually we bust them around to cities we've given you know biden has given them a credit card i think a certain amount to live on i mean you name it this is an invasion that is heavily financed by the deep state and by the secret you know new world order and they don't even they don't even try to hide the, the fact. I mean, that's the bottom line. They want to take down U.S. U.S. is the last ditch attempt at freedom as far as the New World Order is concerned. It's a thorn and been a thorn in their side going back probably eons, but definitely, you know, in the last, I don't know, two, three hundred years since America has been on the scene. So. When you realize that and when you realize that Juan is not talking, it doesn't matter what he says, it, even if he never came forward and said, we're going to have to fight. I think if you're just a thinking American, and I know patriots have been saying this all along, we have been saying we're going to have a civil war. I have been saying that. OK, I have been saying we're going to have a civil war. It doesn't matter how much they try to avoid it because the scene has is set. You know, it's like watching a movie. You can see, you know, on the one hand, you've got this rising invasion going on on so many multiple fronts. And you have to be deaf, dumb and blind, which a lot of the normies are. Or not to know that. And so and on the other side, you know, the patriots know that we are being invaded daily, you know? And so the scene has been set for a while now. So what Juan is saying is almost, um, you might say anticlimactic in a way, but it is very significant. And the reason we're having even this discussion and I'm gonna to try to do the round table with him with all the listed people that are really up on everything um, is, is because this is the first time that anyone from really the White Hats came forward and said unequivocally, you're going to have to pick up arms to defend yourself. So it's not that we're going to go on the attack. 
but we are going to have to defend ourselves. And um, I think that that's reasonable under the circumstances. You know, it's it, you might even say it's a long time coming. You might even say that they've really let the border down for so long now and let these people in for so long now that there are arguably, I mean, certainly several, maybe a hundred thousand or more. I don't know. I'm not good with numbers, but even broaching, I've heard some people say millions. And those are definitely a, a good division is military age men who don't necessarily like us. Now, some will some will actually fight for us. So that's just another side of that story. There well, are there is yeah, a journalist yeah. down at the border who's been interviewing these young men, by the way. And, you know, coming up. So that's where I think it gets so messy, though, is like, how how are how is anybody going to know? I mean, it's one thing if somebody's trying to break into your house. I mean, clearly, yeah. you know that they're the enemy. Right. Yes. But I don't think it's going to simply I mean, do you really see it going down that way? Like everyone's just going to hunker down and let these attackers come to them? Or I mean, I mean, once the once the no, I think on, once I mean, it's going to it's going to get out of control really fast. I think I think so, too. That's why I say it's going to look like it doesn't matter what you call it. It's going to look like civil war. Right. Um, the bottom line, though, is, uh, well, this is kind of the thinking, I think. Now, at some point, it's possible that this we're talking about a scene being set, that at some point, the White Hats and Trump could come forward and lock down the country and take control and do their EBS, their long awaited EBS you know, because they could stop it as well. So it could light up like a, with a match. It could happen, but it could also be stopped by the actions of the White Hats who have probably planned for this eventuality, right? Well, that begs the question, how, if our military, according to one, if our military is basic, is going to be over in the Middle East and is going to be over- But you're assuming that the military that has gone to the Middle East are Trumpers and Trump's divisions and they're not if, if you're half a brain you have a half a brain you're not sending them overseas you're keeping them here biden is sending money and men overseas he's sending their side that you know the, the new world order troops that are under those generals now what they what are their circumstances and how quickly can they come back over and keep in mind that there's a lot of secret technology that we're not aware of i'm aware of it because of my whistleblowers but things like maglev trains that go you know from pine gap back to here that you can get here in you know an hour 20 minutes or whatever it happens to be that they can pack those with American troops any day of the week with Australian troops that are certainly going to be loyal to America and other coming other from other countries as well. So they're probably, you know, if you would have gained, I, if I was a general, I would have gamed this out, you know, so you have to game it out. You have to, um, I don't know when they're going to unveil the Trump white hats standing forward to, you know, um, taking back America thing. But, um, you can bet that John F. Kennedy Jr. will be one of the Trump cards that he pulls at that time. So that's worth noting because it, as long as he's been in hiding, you can deny his existence. When he comes forward and he's for Trump, that, that could change some normies that are still on the Biden side over to Trump because there are a lot of people that love and follow his father 
for one and and the real guy as well. So that's just, you know, another card. There are a lot of cards. Think about this. If they do the EBS, how that can change the scene as well. So you- I mean, I, I and let me say one more thing. Right. You know what's going on in Gaza right now? Right. When the Gaza, um, the Hamas came in and in so-called invaded Israel, even though they were let in, right. we, let, we let our invaders in. They let their invaders in. OK, that's what they did. They played yep. that same game. Yep. But the thing is that they actually have been, even there's articles coming out right now saying that there was a tremendous amount of friendly fire that killed you know, Israelis, Israelis killing Israelis, because they couldn't tell the difference between the invader and their local guys. Now, that's being said. Um, So in the fog of war, all these things happen. You know, military people understand this. They think along these lines, right? They may, they plan along these lines. So I'll also tell you another thing. What else are they doing? They're also they have training camps, for example, in Texas, where uh, Chinese looking men are being trained. Who are they being trained by the U.N. or are the White Hats training Chinese looking men to infiltrate the enemy? You know what I'm saying? To fight on our side. This has been going on now for, again, three years at least. So they had plenty of time to infiltrate the enemy who was coming in to infiltrate us. So yes, it's, it sounds crazy and I don't know how they're going to identify each other to each other. The good guys. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe they'll just wear MAGA hat. I really don't know. Okay. But this is the scenario we're looking at. This is where we're at as a country. I don't know how far they're going to let it go. You know what I mean? How far, um, this game is going to continue. Um, I'm sick of it, frankly. I mean, if we're going to have to have an invasion and we're going to have to fight these motherfuckers, then let's bring it on. You know, I'm, I know there's lots of Americans feel that way. Okay. Well, I think a lot of Americans feel that way. I agree. But they also feel like, well, you know, we could have been done by now if we had started back in 2021. Right. When, I mean, if Trump had, had signed the Insurrection Act. And yeah, I, you but know, you, I guess you, I'm still not, not underestimate the this thing that I don't really like, but it's all about we got to show them, not tell them. It's about trying to teach the dumb people a lesson. OK, I, you know, again, I have not been on a big fan of this. Couldn't we have taught them a lesson back procedure. then? You know what I mean? If they like they could have just. Well, they did. The they let, let Lahaina happen. I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean, I happen to think that there that was an infiltration that um, that actually NORAD was infiltrated and they weren't prepared for what happened because they were basically lied to by their own guys. I mean, I don't think they were planning to let Lahaina happen. Okay, so they, they must have had somehow, a mole in there for a long time because NORAD's been locked down since 2020. Yeah, right? but it could be locked down with the enemy who's just biding his time. Gotcha. So, okay. So I'm just saying, you know, and there there's other extenuating circumstances. I talked about these, you know, there are these um, installations. I forget what they're called. They're in the ocean and they sit there and they track everything. And there's a movie that I, I drew people's attention to. You know what I'm saying? 
these platforms where they basically are just watching the skies. They're watching for invaders. Okay. That's what they do all night and all day. And there's a whole movie um, that I, I cited on my articles where in, in that case it's Russians, but the platform is completely taken over by the enemy. And therefore they stand, they're supposed to stand down when any attack happens, right? They're not going to warn us. They're not going to even warn the military. In other words, they were taken over the platform, right? And these things are in the sea, especially in the Pacific. And I'm sure in other places. So, you know, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a philosophy. Okay. You may not like it. You may not agree with it, but you can't deny that it's a philosophy. It's an approach. It's an approach to fighting an enemy who has been long entrenched and dealing with a populace that is so programmed and impossible to tell. Even now, they're going to be very difficult to deal with when you when you put up the EBS with every piece of documentation. They're just going to say, no, it's CGI and they're not going to believe you. These people are completely bought and sold and it's. I personally, I th I don't even think they brought over that many people on their side. I think one is overestimating that. I think the AI is, I don't even trust the AIs, and I've warned one about that. Um, I mean, I heard know, Cliff High say that 10 million people could die in a scenario, you know, something along these lines playing out. I mean, that's. Yeah, but they're prepared for that. I mean, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to rescue your country, you have to be prepared to, you know, to go the the whole way i mean you can't stop on ceremony and say oh we don't want any violence i mean the bottom line is people are dying every day how many children are disappearing from the united states and other countries while these vampires and and you know and and new world order um you know they've been recruiting recruiting i guess you know i don't people don't realize they have been out they're out and out recruiting. There was even um, a recent video about this, even on, um, God, it was on, um, uh, what, are they, what are they called? Oh, God. I, I, it's one, a well-known newspaper, you know, showing you that these, this uh, Luciferian satanic agenda has been sold to people for so long. And by the way, it's also totally embedded in their religions and they bought into it. So for centuries, you know, and they have been following orders from the Satanists forever and they have been seduced by the Satanists forever. And this is this is part of the reason why Juan, you know, makes a big deal like he's some redneck that was brought up, you know, with this idea of the Bible thumping thing is because they had to use that as their foundation, the far right fundamentalist Christians who supposedly wouldn't fall for Satan's ways because they've been warned against it by their, you know, Bible and so on and so forth, supposedly. You're saying the whole thing is an act, this whole, you know, well, no, no, I, I, you know, I think I, I wish I, I wish it was an act to be honest, because it makes dealing with him almost impossible. Anybody who's was programmed by that is as bad as someone from the other side, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, it is what it is. No, I, I think he really does believe that stuff. Um, I don't 
I, you know, there's a part of me which is believing that there's a part of him which has a split and that the real John, John does exist still to this day, but he has buried it so deep that he basically has become this Wano Savin redneck fundamentalist Christian preacher type of person. Like the you actor know. who plays the role for too long and they start to confuse it. Exactly. With and I've written energy. articles about this, actually. You know. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you this. Um, you mentioned the EBS, right? And 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 Trump, I mean, um, Juan said very clearly that when Trump comes back, he's not going to come back as president. He's going to come back as commander in chief. All right. And so here we are in this situation where we we know that Trump is the real commander in chief. And that seems like he would be in control of all the military forces. But yet he's also saying, well, yes, Trump is commander in chief, but he's only recognized as such by the folks in Cheyenne Mountain, which is great news when it comes to weapons of mass destruction. Don't get me wrong. And all and not only that, he he, he pointed out the all the satellite communications, everything is under the control of the White Hat. So I get that. He even said that you can't really even run a modern Jeep without satellite coordination and all those things. So I, I totally understand that. Um, but then the question really becomes as far as him coming back and being recognized as commander in chief. So the scenario I'm sort of hearing you describe here is like this hellish experience is unfolding. And this could be the moment then where they trigger the EBS. Trump comes forward as commander in chief. Who's going to recognize him as commander? In, I mean, is he going to be recognized by the rest of the military as commander in chief? How does that work in that in that sort of a scenario? Because if he's not if if what Juan is saying is correct, that let's just say 80 percent of the military doesn't recognize him as commander in chief and they recognize Biden as commander in chief. If We have an EBS scenario. Trump comes out of nowhere and says, hey, I'm the commander in chief. How the heck does that not spiral out of control? Well, you see, this is all about tactics, right? So on the one hand, we know kind of the plan on in loosely speaking. And yes, it does include educating people by way of the EBS. You can imagine, okay, this is my thought. Okay, so some of these state these things are happening in stages. And I think that the military dealing with the military is a stage that is already happening now and could have been happening behind the scenes for quite a while, okay, where the military is being clued in. They are being going before a court-martial in a tribunal, and some of those people are being, if not executed, certainly imprisoned. So real traitors in the military, especially the top echelons, if I was a general, I would be going after them first and foremost, because their men are going to follow whoever they're supposed to. Right. So, you know, in a sense, this, you know, how do you win friends and influence people? Well, there's a number of ways. And sadly, as far as I'm concerned, their education, their out educational outreach has been limited. It's been a limited, you know, it's it's really been limited and almost down to one man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you've been why? saying that all along. You've been very consistent about that, about the fact so, that they're really well, not getting their message out and there. And us, okay, we are the other arm of that. Okay, and we have all of, I, I know I've been working my ass off to educate people. I assume a lot of my colleagues are. 
I know some of them are. So, you know, in other words, we're doing our best and we are garnering, you know, fair numbers on our broadcasts and such. So if you add them all together, you probably have a pretty good number, but it's not perfect. I, you know, I think it's, it's quite lacking because we don't have the big guns behind us. And because, you know what, all along, one of the tactics, you have to look at this, there's a whole list of tactics of the way the White Hats have organized themselves and the way they've conducted themselves. And one of the ways has been always to play the weakest card instead of the top card. You know what I'm saying? So instead of bringing their, you know, I was arguing over and over again around the time of the steal of the election. You have the evidence. You have the blockchain. We knew about the blockchain evidence even before the election happened. We knew about it. Even Charlie Ward had gone out, out and said they're going to be documenting this. There are other people, you know, a lot of people don't follow Charlie. I, I'm not a big Steve follower. Steve Pachenko is one that I remember who said that as well. About, but, uh, yeah, I, I even said it. I mean, Juan has said other people said Juan did say it ahead of time, but then he stopped talking about it. And they they basically after the election, they didn't talk about the evidence they had. It was only when Jan Halper Hayes really came forward relatively recently that it it got back on the table as a discussion piece. Initially, Sydney Sydney uh, Powell was shot down. She couldn't bring the evidence before the courts. The courts shot them down, so and so forth. Um, you know, in other words, they have played their weakest card every time, it seems. Now, behind the scenes, maybe they haven't played weakest card. But for the public, they have been really sort of soft-shoeing it, if you will. So That's why that I think this is... I talk you know, to people like Sean David Morton, who should be knowledgeable about everything, who said to my face dozens of times, there are no such thing as the White Hats. And he knows, he doesn't know he knows, but he knows 107, okay? He knows one of the 107. He, he only thinks he knows one, Wayne Willett, but that's another matter. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is they've been so good at it, they're almost like the devil who whose biggest trick was convincing you he didn't exist. They've convinced people they don't exist, that they're just a psyop, that they're just this, they're just that. Why? Because that's part of the art of war, not the Department of Defense law of war, art of war, you know, by, I I don't know, Sun Tzu, yeah. So, and I read it, you know, in Hollywood, it's required reading. They give it to all their their apprentices, all their uh, assistants. You know, they they throw the book at them and say, read this. Um, you know, the bottom line is it's attack. It's been using those tactics over and over again, showing their weakest foot forward from the beginning. I mean, I could probably write a book on white hat tactics. I've been studying this so closely. Um, so the bottom line is that we're in a very strange war that's been a hidden war behind the scenes for now years, ostensibly to stop a civil war, which as far as I'm concerned, has never been possible. If push comes to shove, we will have what is in essence a civil uprising. And it may come from one side or it may come from the other. I don't like this tightrope that we have been walking OK, where we're every day we get more worry, more pontification from our news services of, of real invaders coming in our borders, ones that could be armed against us and nobody does anything. You know, this is 
you know, this is enough to keep you up at night if you want to get bothered by that. You know, I'm not a prepper. I don't even have a gun. I mean, I'm I'm now I'm asking my friends, do I need to learn to use a gun? I mean, why? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So this is the kind of thing that people and maybe one, that's what he wants. He wants people to start questioning whether they need to prep more, whether they, they need to take it more seriously, whether they need to get a gun to defend their families. If yeah, they don't you have really think already. that that Juan O'Savin's audience aren't people who are already pretty well prepped? I mean, for the most part, you may not have a gun, but let's face it. I mean, most of the people who listen to Juan O'Savin or, or even even my show uh, are, are well armed and, you know, they've got food, they've got storable foods, they've got water. I mean, the, you know, they're, they're prepared I, I not to last for years, but, you know, at least to a certain degree. I mean, who, so who is he really? I mean, that's the other thing I wonder about. I mean, if I know that we're, you know, we're, we're gaining influence and, you know, our numbers are expanding, but for the most part, there's a lot of overlay there. I mean, the people who listen to me also listen to you, also listen to Juan and Jaco and Nino and all the, you know, all the, the people in our community. So who is he really, you know, triggering with this? I mean, in my view, the only people that really listen to 107 are us and the enemy. Right. I mean, that's that's really it. So if he's putting. Well, yes, but the religious right. Don't forget the religious right, because they they they, you know, eat up his 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 religious stories and all that nonsense. Um, Sorry, but that's how I see it. Uh, you know, religion is is basically the opiate of the masses and it's used to control you. And most of the religious stories are, you know, nice. And, you know, do you need, really need to be told to brush your teeth and what the fuck? So, you know, I'm just saying that <laughs> this is uh, humans have been treated like children by their rulers forever. Do you ever wonder why we have so many traffic lights and signs telling us this, telling us to do that? Do you yeah, really, we've been programmed, really, you know, indoctrinated you know, like to, you're to follow taught, orders. Yeah. yeah, and you're treated like children. You know, when you drive a car in, in Egypt, it's a free-for-all. They don't even drive in lines. They think the lines are just there to be ignored. I mean, these other countries, they don't, they're not, I mean, Americans just, I got into a car accident in Italy in the, in a, in a van and we were on like a tour van and this guy just came barreling up and, and, and rear ended us probably going like 15, 20 (laughs) miles an hour. I mean, we're all, you know, kind of went like this and you know, the two drivers just yelled at each other in Italian for 30 seconds and then they drove (laughs) off and I was just like, Wow. That's a little different, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I get that. I totally see. I, I get your point. Um, I mean, in a certain sense, you know, it, it, it the programming goes really, really deep. And you can go back to television, even their television. And, you know, those uh, I, I think it goes back to the 60s, you know, where you're watching an ad at 11 o'clock at night and it's programming you obey, obey. I mean, they're proven this. OK, this yeah. MK Ultra stuff. So, you know, and these people, they haven't guarded against it. Now, if you have the rebel gene, this is why my my book's called Rebel Gene, you know, and you're probably MAGA and you're probably a patriot. okay? because you don't obey the laws, You, you, you know, laws as far as I'm their guidelines, you know, they're not hard and fast, you know, supposed to force you to do something, you know, because that's as far as I'm concerned, that would be a Nazi. Um, and so many Americans have proven themselves to be Nazis at heart, which is really disheartening to me. Um, 
And it, it became very obvious during COVID. I mean, hugely obvious. Oh, yeah. You know, these Nazis want to tell you what to do with your body and how to do it. You know, well, there are a lot of people out there, Carrie, I think that unfortunately, as sad as, as, it, as it is to say, I mean, if we have a hellish nightmare invasion scenario like this, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know we've already been invaded, but if it gets hot and it, it, it goes kinetic, uh, there are a lot of people out there who would rather see dead conservative American patriots in the streets <laughs> than, you know, our enemies. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, we've gotten to the point now where, I mean, it's really sad to, to have to say that, but there are a lot of people who just have such vitriol. And, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, I always thought that this whole purpose these past few years was to do exactly what you said, was to, you know, to wake people up, to put them through a series of, uh, of just insanity until, you know, so they finally start breaking down that MK Ultra programming that you talked about. There has to be cognitive dissonance, a significant amount of cognitive dissonance to start to break down that programming from a scientific you know standpoint. But if this gets into a kinetic fight, I think in a sense, you know, I mean, I've even said in the in the past and, you know, maybe I'll be proven wrong by this. But, you know, if this gets kinetic and Americans in mass go to war, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that the Great Awakening kind of goes right out the window. I mean, all bets go, are off at that point. I mean, I think. Well, once I mean, you know, flying, some know people are. Continue. I mean, some people are going to wake up even during that scenario. Right. So you're going to have a people awakening um, no matter what kind of diabolical happenings go on. I mean. One would have thought that yeah, it the was process kind of, of that, tearing you know, the country apart. A, That's a big price been, to pay. It's been a moving target, this so-called awakening. And I don't agree with the philosophy of forcing people to wake up. I don't think in the end, I don't think it's working and I don't think it, it works at all. I think that uh, the way the nature of a human is that you can't force them awake. You can torture the hell out of them but you're not going to force them to wake up. It's, it's like, um, how do you, how do I say it? It's, uh, it has to come from within the, you know, change what, you know, people came to this conclusion back in the sixties, for God's sake, that if you want to change a person, you change yourself and every person, you know, especially if you believe in freedom, hello, then what you have to do is, is educate them. You can, you know, take a horse, horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You cannot force people to awaken. You're going to have blowback. So I fully do believe that the White Hats will have blowback in this regard. I also think that they might have been or probably are too optimistic. I think maybe their AI is misleading them. I have seen one make comments that I think have turned out not to be true because he was misled by the AI. Um, and I, I think that they have had some, I don't know what you want to call it, military wishful thinking, uh, you know, that has uh, sort of assisted them along the way for, for better or worse. Now, I do, I have seen the future. <laughs> okay. Now, I so far, my, my dreams of the future are coming true. I didn't think they would, but they are. Um, and I'm not really happy about that because I've got some pretty diabolical ones that are in the offing. But I also have seen that we are going to have a kind of a victory. And this is going to be um, celebrated for a time. I don't believe, you know, it's I am not and I don't believe in any of this 
fairy tale stuff about, you know, it's, it's all good from now on and we'll have the golden age and that's just complete bullshit. But I do believe that we are, you know, that the white hats for better or worse, whether they did it the right way, or if there even is a right way to take back your country without creating a mayhem and civil war and blood, you know, massacres, right? Somehow we have the American spirit will survive and that we will fight this enemy. Um, so, you know, if they get challenged, I think they're going to stand up. And especially, you know, it's one thing if you're sort of a normie and you don't believe and you don't file, follow Trump. But there, if there's an invader at your door, you're going to fight him, right? And if you're fighting the invader, then you're actually on the side of Trump and the White Hats, whether you like it or not. So, you know, it's kind of like it it works both ways. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's complete. Look, it's hard for me to envision this idea. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I've even said a long time ago, you know, just what you're saying. In other words, how do you fight your neighbor? I mean, that's kind of ludicrous just because you don't agree with them. Why would you, you know, you don't want to kill them. You don't want to shoot them. Right. As long as they don't invade you, as long as they don't try to, you know, take control of your family and, you know, do diabolical things to them, uh, you're probably going to try to argue it out. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, But my concern is that the fog of war is just so thick that, you know, who's going to know what's going on? And there's a million there's millions of people out there, like you said, who have guns. And if we have a situation where we're getting attacked and the bullets are flying. I mean, that's going to trigger literally everybody. I mean, and people are going to react in different ways. Some people are going to hunker down. Other people are going to go out looking for a fight, you know, and that's the thing. And then there are going to be all these other different factions. There's, there's a million different variables involved. And, you know, when they talk about when Juan talks about the AI, the supercomputers gaming all this out, I still want to know why this is a better scenario than what could have been a few years ago. And that really, I'd love to hear a list of pros and cons, you know, just very simply stated, this is why we had to do this. And this is why as all they can prove it. The only thing that they can do is, is prove the number of people that woke up since that happened. Okay. Since 2021. Okay. January, 2021, when they decided not to do the insurrection act, If a lot of people, I don't know, you know, I'm not good with numbers again, so I can't give you the numbers, but I can tell you they're going to take from the numbers, okay, the number of people that came over to their their side since that date, and they will consider that a level of success, okay, with their tactics. That's just a given. Um, But I also think that, you know, Juan has been talking at, you know, just exhaustingly about this near-death experience right but it's not a it's not a death experience he never said death experience he said near death well in a near death you don't die okay right so i'm just throwing this out uh it may be we're in a situation now where it's going to be kind of like what we're talking about like us talking about it now is a big step right I want Americans to talk about this because I think in talking about it, they're going to start to make the realizations that they could have made three years ago. Right. They're going to realize that they really do have an invader at the door and they really going to realize that the White Hats and Trump 
are the opposition to that. And that like him or, la- or hate him, you're going to have to side with him if you want to defend your country and if you want your freedom. Otherwise, you know, it's going by the wayside. And when faced by that, I think a lot of Americans would wake up. But of course, our media, you know, I'm not in charge of our media. If I was talking to them, I think I would have gotten a lot of people to realize that, hey, she's right. You know, the writing's on the wall. You either want to side with Trump and the White Hats to defend our freedom, or you want to go the totalitarian way, because that is unequivocally what they want. And they are not shy about telling you it. Okay. So with that in mind, you have a choice to make, and that's for every American. Now, I will say that um, (laughs) my lighting's gotten really weird. Um, So I noticed it got brighter. Yeah, it always does when I wave my arms. Don't ask me why. Anyway, (laughs) but um, (laughs) so this is kind of where we're at. I think I don't think it's a bad place to be yet. I do acknowledge that, you know, fighting in the streets is not ideal. Um, But, you know, I think maybe eventually, maybe after a very short entree into this kind of thing, that Americans will wise up quickly and they will defend sacred ground as it happens and they will defend their families. And in doing so, they will be defending America and our American way of life. And that's what we need. You don't have to jump on board with the White Hats or me or you or, you know, or Trump. But eventually you're going to realize that this is where it's at. We're going to take our country back and that we have been invaded. If they could just get that much through to the these brain controlled, you know, MK Ultra people. And maybe there are less of them now than there are of us. There's, you know, one early on had done the numbers 80, 20. I don't think that's correct. I don't think it ever was. But even if we're 60, 40, you know what I'm saying? We might have gone that far along and we can pull it out from there. Um, You know, one of the sort of people out there has been talking, I don't know who they are, but um, about, you know, that. The actual, you know, back in the day when we had civil war and we had revolutionary war, that it wasn't that many Americans that pulled the country through. It was actually quite a limited number. It was only like 3 percent. Yeah. So I've heard those numbers and they you can bet that the White Hats based their whole, you know, program on that kind of, you know, numbers. Uh, I'm not a big fan of numbers for any reason. But anyway, um, so, so, you know, I think there's reason to hope. And I also think they could stop it on a dime. That is actually what Trump can do. And when, um, when it, if, if all they do is prove to the military that he is really the commander in chief, that Biden doesn't have the codes, then even the military that are against him will have to side with him if they're going to going to still keep their jobs, so to speak, and be in the military. Otherwise, they're going to be traitors and they're going to have to, you know, be going to Gitmo. So if you have that choice and you don't like Trump, you're still going to, you know, do your military duty. And you also want to defend your family and defend your country. Right. Even if you're a Biden-ness, you know, if you're if you're a Biden lover. Um, Now, 
gradually they've been eroding any kind of belief that Biden's a good guy. I think that much has been done. You know, I think that's happening in the mainstream even, right? Even Obama had to come forward and say the guy's not up to the job. What you're really going to have is probably a worse person like, um, you know, the California governor. Um, yeah. What's his face? Gavin Newsom. Uh, yeah. Gruesome Newsom. And yeah. he is he's worse than Biden. You do understand because he's he Biden. The Biden guy doesn't even know what he's doing. Newsom is an out and out Nazi, a totalitarian New World Order flunky that believes that way. All right. He's demonstrated that in California. Uh, and Let me so- ask you this, because I-, I wanted to get to this question, too, before. I mean, I know we've been going now for about an hour and a half, so we don't have a lot of time left. But let me ask you this. And, and you can certainly you know, finish up what you were saying there. But in terms of the election. All right. We're go- we all know we're going into an election year. So how does this jive? I mean, and we've also got Trump's trial. That's I mean, I happen to think is going to be a really big event. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but a live stream trial where they're putting out like Josh Reed was talking about in his Trump card uh, podcast. I don't know if you had seen that, but it was excellent where he explained, you know, that he believes that that's going to be the moment where they play one of, let's just say, the Trump cards, one of the aces that they have, which is all of that military evidence that they gathered up. We know that they weren't doing all this for no reason. And that at a certain point in time, they're going to come forward with it. I happen to think that the trial, I mean, they've they've announced that they're putting forward classified documents in that trial. So there's that event. And then obviously we've got the looming election. So how does how does that factor in in terms of how you see this playing out? And then, of course, there's also the issue of the mainstream media, because if the mainstream media still stays intact as it is, you can imagine the role that they're going to play when all of this spirals and they're going to obviously be doing everything that they can to shift it in the direction that they want to, 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 to turn it into a civil war. So if you've still got the mainstream media in its current form out there deceiving people, yes, it's slowly starting to, you know, to report the truth. And I get all those things. But, you know, if, if kinetic hostilities break out and the mainstream media has the bullhorn, they're going to use that bullhorn, <clears throat> excuse me, to do everything that they can to steer it in the direction that suits them. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay, obviously, I, I would agree that they, they'll try to steer it in the direction of, of themselves. But there's a couple things there. Uh, one of the things is that um, I, I think that they don't really want civil war, the, the, um, the Biden-esque, you know, CCP, right? Because that doesn't necessarily ser- serve them as well. Because the ones with guns, you know, are going to hold the ground. And I don't I think what they're going to try to do is make the make them think that they need peace, you know, and love and all this kind of thing, because that's how they seduce their members. Um, Now, the trial. Okay, let's talk about the trial. Um, Personally, every time there has been an effort to do something in the courts, it never works. For the White Hats, by and large. Oh, I don't believe we're going to get justice in that in the course of the trial. Don't get me wrong. That's not what yeah, I was OK. Thinking. OK. So but I wonder that Trump is even going to get a chance to uh, to speak, you know, his piece. In other words, they could shut him up or try to shut him up. I think in fact, I think a trial with Trump trying to talk and being shut down could actually start the civil war. 
like launch it right from the white hat side um because you cannot keep that man down um god my lighting what the hell is going on okay so just saying um sorry it makes you look angelic carrie don't worry <laughs> i don't okay but anyway so what's happening is um I, I personally i'm not putting a lot of store on the trial i think it's a great venue to then roll out the EBS from that point and during that point even because you've got eyes of the Americans on a particular target and their te televisions right and their media so at that point you've got the eyeballs captured if you change the story you change you know you basically stop the trial and roll the you know, roll the real cameras and the real movie, then maybe something can be achieved. But personally, I'm not so sure that that grandstanding in a courtroom is really going to be allowed, let alone be the moment of truth for Trump, etc. Um, now, there is there's we're not bringing in all the extenuating circumstances. There is another circumstance which has to do with this so-called nuclear threat. And we don't know a lot about it, okay? When Juan has talked about it repeatedly, he, he calls it a Cuban Missile Crisis type event. Mm -hmm. But now my trouble with that is that the Cuban Missile tri Crisis was actually, according to Captain Mark Richards, not at all what it was purported to be. It wasn't really Russia against the U.S. as it, you know, moving missiles into Cuba and so on. It actually was the gray ETs who were doing a standoff somehow and trying to incite a, a, a war, I think. But Mark wouldn't tell me more. All he told me is it's not what people think it was. And I know that it haunted Nixon, for example, um, almost drove him crazy, the situation in Cuba. Now, an interesting sort of complement to that is that right now we have the Chinese going into Cuba in a big way with even, I think, munitions and probably doing that underground as well. So there could be a setup there that we're not aware of, right? Mm -hmm. For this kind of event that Juan's been talking about. There's another part of that, which could mean, according to uh, the... Uh, information we have about Iran and Israel, that Israel is going to, according to my um, uh, Anglo-Saxon mission person who came forward as a military uh, whistleblower from England and basically said that there was going to be an event in which Israel would basically try to invade Iran or, or you know, throw down the gauntlet and cause a war of some kind or, or a nuclear standoff. So it could be there. I don't know where this so-called nuclear standoff is going to happen or how. I'm just throwing out these scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, there could be some other things as well that we don't know about. For example, nukes in the cities and a, and a threat from China, right? Uh, actually having to do with Taiwan or, or some kind of violation they feel that Americans have sort of in, interfered with their their trajectory. So I don't know where we're going to go with that. I'm not I'm not trying to change the subject so much as I'm saying that we have a number of pieces that have not revealed themselves that are still 
on the side of the playing board, but they're not on the board yet. So it's difficult to say that includes, by the way, Trump and running for office um, and the fact that if he appears to be winning as he does, what are the dark side going to do in the end of the result? Because if they can't cheat in the election like they did before, and it's very possible that White Hats really will step forward and prevent them from cheating that way, right? Then we have to look at the situation and see what the hell is going to stop the cheat. Because it absolutely seems at this time that not only that we probably shouldn't have an election, but we couldn't have a fair election under any circumstances in this country. Mm-hmm. And so that you know, begs the question, how can you win an election if you don't have one? And is that your viewpoint? Do you think we're not going to have one? Because there have been a lot of very prominent people out there who have have put that out and said that uh, they don't think that we're going to have one. We're not or at least not uh, under normal circumstances. Well, even Juan is saying he thinks it's going to be delayed. Um, I was thinking, actually, that in March, of this year of 2024 that Trump would come forward as commander in chief in March, because that's actually the Republic uh, when the Republic would have their elections. Mm -hmm. So um, there's reason to believe that that could happen, but it doesn't kind of look like that's going to happen like that. It looks like they're going to choose a different way of playing the game. And so I don't know how this whole thing's going to roll out. I do know, according to my dreams of the future, that um, it does look like Trump is going to win. Whatever he's going to win or how he's going to come forward, I don't know. Um, You know, the funny thing is that Nino's interview with Juan was titled How Trump um, Comes Back or Returns. Yeah. Yeah. How Trump Returns or How Trump Comes Back. And yet, the whole time he never talked about that. He never talked about what Trump does to come back. The he only thing that he said is that Trump is going to come back as, and I mentioned this earlier, he's going to come back as commander in chief and not as president, which right. would sound to me like we're not going to have an election. But he's already commander in chief. So coming back as commander in chief is kind of like, duh, he's already doing that, you know, in a sense. And I think more and more people are maybe starting to believe that. So, you know, because Biden doesn't have the codes and if Biden had the codes, I'm sure that we would have had like a nuclear war already by now. Mm-hmm. So um, I've tried to adjust my lighting. Nothing's working. That's OK. That's all right. It's, Sorry. It's, it's, I mean, we've so covered up. We've covered a lot tonight, Carrie. We've been going now for about an yeah. hour and 45 minutes. So I think maybe we should probably kind of wind it down a little bit. I've asked. Yeah, you I, I mean, I think we have to live through, you know, the story um, to actually get to what's going to happen. And I don't think it's a bad thing that, you know, we're, we're going in that direction. Um, You know, this has to be lived through by the people that are in the dark as to who their real oppressors are. And I I actually said this on a, on a show today, and I realized that I should say it more often. (laughs) So the bottom line here is, If you want to really gel it down, this is all about humans that want to be ruled by reptilians versus humans that don't. 
if you gel everything down and you bring it back to the Anunnaki and they are reptilian human uh, humanoid hybrids um, and they are actually running things behind the scenes, at least from one angle, and they, I'm sure they have competition. I'm not saying they're the only ruling race, but the bottom line is actually this. The humans with a high degree of reptilian DNA are the ones that are purporting to be your leaders. And they are the ones that are killing children, maiming children, doing human sacrifice, doing child sacrifice, drinking blood, you name it. That is what's going on. And if, if Juan and the White Hats would have come forward and educated people as to this from the get-go, I think we'd be a lot better off right now. I have tried in my way to explain this clearly. But if you have documentary evidence of this, and I don't mean some, you know, nice, you know, sounds of silence, um, you know, movie that basically works to trying to placate people who don't have a clue I don't care if they have a rude awakening. They need one. You know what I'm saying? And well, I, I do know what you're saying, but I mean, I, I wonder to myself, though, I mean, if we can't even get these these individuals you're talking about there out there to, to believe in election fraud, let alone <laughs> reptilians. Right. That's the problem. That's really. But, 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 you know, when they have documentary evidence they're you know, they're going into underground bases. You know, they they are fighting some soldiers down there, but mainly they're fighting reptilians. Did you know that? I'd heard that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So, you know, the bottom line is that's what's going in those t uh, tunnels. That is what is is the battles. Yeah. They're fighting non-terrestrials down there. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. You know, so so people also wonder about that, you know, the alien card and why they're sort of soft shoeing and trying to bring forward some alien disclosure and this and that. It's an effort to begin to widen the playing field so that people understand something else is also going on here on planet Earth. But it's all about your freedom. It's all about whether you want a totalitarian AI government or not mm -hmm. and to be ruled by reptilians who are running that behind the scenes so for those watching it that's the real nitty-gritty of what we're dealing with and these people that are so brain dead that don't know this stuff but they've basically been mind controlled not to see it because they know it they know it in their guts they're they're humans they they know their enemy you know you have been prey humans have been prey on this planet to these alien races now going back century upon century. And there are myriads of stories, even gargoyles on your churches show you the real nitty gritty, but they pr pretend and prefer to be in the dark. So this is where it's all headed. That nothing, I mean, it has to be a good thing that this is going to be revealed. Um, again, I also disagree with the White Hats in their approach because they have basically been in almost in denial of saying the real truth along these lines. And they know damn well the real truth, just as well as I do. Mm -hmm. So it's all in what you choose to believe. But if you think killing people and bloodshed is better than having them go into some kind of psychotic chalk, you know, because they've been told something that they can't their brain can't wrap their mind around. You know, 
I mean, we're going to have a zombie apocalypse, no matter which way you slice it or dice it. If a lot of these people are COVID controlled and they are controlled by AI and 5G anyway. So if this whole thing goes postal and if the so-called aliens and the AI and the whole this scenario, if that actually manifests itself, then, you know, we've got more to deal with than just, you know, invading invaders at the borders. You know what I mean? I'd like We're, to think that if, if what Juan talks about uh, in terms of the the White Hats being in control of all the sat the satellites, this he, he talks about it mainly in terms of mili- you know military applications that are more conventional. But this is also a way of controlling frequency. Sure. So I have to wonder there if they have a, a, a counter strategy, you know, if, if there was to be this, we've long talked about the transhuman agenda, the, the ability to trigger the, you know, the, the nano uh, using frequency and to cause that uh, essentially that takeover of the individual's free will, even um, if they were to go that route, I would like to, I, I happen to think that there would have to be a counter strategy. The white hats know the playbook. I mean, Q told us over and over the playbook is known. And I have to believe, I mean, that, that's kind of for me what I go back to a, a lot of the time when, with all of the information that's floating around out there, um, that the White Hats know exactly what the enemy is going to do. And so, therefore, they have their own strategies. Do you, you think that's uh, a legitimate statement? What do you think? Well, I think they know some of the things that the enemy is going to do. But I think that this enemy, again, has been on the scene ruling over humanity going back eons and eons. So some of their choices, if you want to look at them in terms of their military, in terms of this game, you know, this it's in a sense, it's a war since the beginning, right? It's a war just because we called it a war starting in, you know, January of 2021, you know what I mean? But it was also called that before then, but it's kind of, how the war plays out and how much it's in your face and how much truth comes out simultaneously and all that. So the trouble that I see a lot of times is that what we've got, and this is kind of my take on the White Hats a lot, is we've got a group that learned how to be a secret society, took on all those characteristics of a secret society such that even their members are suspect, you know, and I don't have to go into all the names of the people that we think play both sides and so on and so forth. In other words, they, they kind of learned the playbook a little too well. And now I think they're having trouble coming forward and just being honest with the people, which is what John F. Kennedy stood for, by the way. So I think they need to get back to the heart of things. And I think the sooner they do that, the faster this thing will play itself out the way it's going to go. But they're not listening to me <laughs> and they are going to uh, continue to play their, you know. Well, if one is willing to do a, a round table that's hosted by you and Nino, I mean, I think that's a really, that's a big, that's, you know, that's a big deal in and of itself, because like you said, I mean, you've been in large part sort of silent uh, sidelined uh, from, you know, having access to, you know, to Juan and talking to him. I mean, you get him messages, obviously. I mean, we do a show like this. Chances are he's going to watch it or he's going to get wind of what was communicated on the show because you're on the show, not because of me, but uh, because of you. Certainly, I think Juan, you know, would, would pay attention to those things. And if he's willing to have 
of a conversation and willing to be a part of a roundtable where we get to ask him these, you know, very direct questions. And I mean, it's not about grilling him. It's not like I I, I can't wait to grill 107. It's just that I I think the clarity aspect from from your perspective and from my perspective for our audience, uh, that's a big part of why we do what we do to, to ask those critical questions and to get clarity on these statements that he made. And and certainly I don't think that 107 for one moment thought that he was going to make a statement like that on Nino's show, which is pr- pretty much the biggest platform that he goes on. I mean, if, if there are a lot of people who don't watch all of Juan's interviews, but you know, when they yes. do watch one, it's going to be on Nino's platform. So he had to know when he went on Nino's platform and he came out and said that, yes, Americans are going to have to pick up arms, that that was going to start one hell of a, a firestorm, you know, inside of our community and, and, and at the very least get people to start asking some pointed questions and, and asking for clarity. So I think that that's a, that's great. I mean, I hope that it actually comes to pass. I really do. Right. Well, but let me say that Nino basically sat on that interview for a good week and a half that it it now came out and I've been publicizing it. Right. And I wrote an article where it's embedded and so on and so forth. But there are strangely, even our colleagues are strangely silent about this actually. And that's part of the reason I wanted to do a roundtable because I thought enough with this, you know, not enough is being said about this incredibly earth shaking series of statements that Juan is now saying that every American should hear and know and be aware of because how can they be prepared to defend themselves if they don't even know, like they're not putting two and two together because they're not encouraged by the media to do so. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if so, one, I mean, if one is putting himself in a position, though, to, to be asked those difficult questions by individuals who aren't afraid to ask them like yourself and me, then I think that that's that could be a big uh, that could be a big moment. And where where that, you know, that transparency that you've been talking about, we start to maybe gain a little bit of ground. There. I hope so. You know, I mean, I hope he'll show up. <laughs> All you right. know, I mean, that's the bottom line. And I hope that we'll be able to to do that and. I hope that, you know, it's kind of funny because he gets asked these questions that are like hot questions. And he what he what he normally does is uh, lead you, you know, down the garden path and talk about everything but the answer. So the difference between, you know, I mean, it's me and Nino. So I am a person that will not lose the thread. If a question's asked, I will bring him back to the question and get and try to get a real answer. But I don't know that he will necessarily, um, you know, where the rubber meets the road. I mean, he obviously did that with Nino on that show. And that was great. Nino's reaction was <laughs> typically Nino, but good, because Nino made a big thing of it, you know, he, talking about it, how his audience was going to react to that. And so on. And even Nino himself seemed a little taken aback by it. So that was a good, a good thing. Now, how Juan is going to wrap all of that into addressing us and by, you know, um, a similar note, when he's addressing us, he will be addressing what is, in essence, the nation if they have half a clue and tune in and or, you know, see it later, whatever it is. But um, I guess we, you know, that piece of history has not happened yet. So we're going to wait and see how that rolls out. But I think. There's good potential. I'm glad that he was willing to come forward. 
amongst this group because the group that I've compiled so far, you know, is um, really the cutting edge of the alternative media, my colleagues, your colleagues, um, who uh, are all out there trying to get the, the best of the truth out to the people. So in that sort of um, spirit, I hope that one will come forward and will, you know, say what he can say, if he can say anything more. Uh, but but obviously he's kind of said it, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. We're going to talk to him about it. We're going to delve into this story. But the bottom line is either Americans are going to prepare themselves or they're not. Mm -hmm. um, and the writing does seem to be on the wall. I, I have to say that his his prediction at least rings relatively true to me. Although a lot has stopped Americans from coming forward and fighting in the streets. You know what I mean? Well, I've always thought that Americans really have been have been patient up at this point, And we've not gone that route because there was this faith in this plan, this operation that was was really leading us toward maybe a, a situation, a, a confrontation for sure. But one in which the military would be doing most of the heavy lifting. Let's just put it that way. And not the American people on the streets with weapons. And that and that, I think, is a point that, you know, he may not be. I mean, he's going to say whatever he, he's going to say and and certainly whatever whatever that is, it is. But I think that these are questions that, like I said, I mean, very simple, straightforward questions about why this scenario, why did this have to go down this way and why was it better than the alternative? Because I've always understood that, you know, the, the main the main point of this whole operation was to avoid going down this road. And now it seems like he's saying, no, this is where we're headed. And I think that requires, you know, for me anyway, some more, some more explanation, some clarification. Well, keep in mind that this um, <clears throat> now, I think they could have closed the border at any time. If Trump is commander in chief and he has been, he could have given the order and countermanded everything Biden said and, and got shut down the border. He could have closed it at any time. They let the people in. They let this happen. OK, so there's a, a funny, fine line of culpability that does involve the Trump White Hats now, along with what happens next. Um, personally, I mean, even now, we don't know if there will be fighting to the degree that we're describing it. It could be a lot less and movement could be made again if trump comes forward as commander in chief and gives the order and the military has to follow him you know this is uh going back to the american revolution you know the bottom line is who is in command of our country and so i think that this sets a scenario in that even the 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 dark hats may uh, may not like to know the answer do you know what i'm saying because if Americans step forward and they do unite against the invader, then that's going to change the scenario. And maybe that's the very thing that Juan and the White Hats are depending on. In other words, they couldn't do it alone. They always needed our help. And by our help, I mean not just the alternative media, but, you know, in the MAGA movement, but the all of the United States, all Americans have to step forward and make a choice and defend their country or go down the totalitarian way and face their look at themselves in the mirror in a country where they're agreeing to live like 
Nazi Germany, you know, back in the day. If that's what those Americans think they want, then they should leave the country right away and take their children with them. You know what I'm saying? So I think I don't think that they face that. I don't think they face this question that way. I think they just think it's a political question. They think Biden is, you know, whatever they, you know, all LGBTQ, you know, Obama-esque. And um, maybe they think that's the real dilemma when the dilemma is much more serious than that. So I think basically they don't look at themselves in the mirror and really realize the kind of future they're they're. Um, you know, assigning to their children if they happen to agree with the new world order. Mm, well said. All right, Carrie. Well, we've been on now for about two hours. I think it's a good place to end it. <laughs> uh, so yes, we found yes. a pause here, but thank you so much. What a great conversation this was. Please keep me posted about Saturday because yes. whatever I'm doing, I mean, if I have to sneak off into a into a bathroom somewhere and be a part of this, I'm going to do it because this is, like you said, it could be a really big moment. Uh, for the uh, alternative community, for the patriot community, and on, and really for all Americans. I mean, it starts with us. All Americans. But I think unity and clarity and transparency, what you've been talking about for a very long time now, if if he's willing and other you know uh, people are willing to come together and to have these conversations, I think we could really unite the patriot movement. And I think that's, uh, I mean, I can't imagine they wouldn't want that. So uh, do Hi. keep me posted. And uh, thank you, everybody out there. We had an incredible audience. We've had many, many thousands of people tune into the live. So thank you, guys. Thank we you. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Each and every one of you. So I'm going to sign off right now. And uh, Carrie, once again, you're absolutely incredible. I just don't even have words to describe what it's like. Well, to so are you. So, um, you, so you know, it's it's been, a you know, both of us doing the heavy lifting here and hopefully Americans realizing what's at stake. I think that that's the most important thing we can leave you with today um, mm -hmm. to start to weigh in the balance. What is at stake if these things come to pass? And do you vote for freedom for yourself and your children? Look at it that way. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back soon. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.